Good morning, noon or night, wherever and whenever you are listening, you are listening to The Shift. I am your host, Doug McKenty. If you like what you're listening to, please think about becoming a patron on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com backslash The Shift. If you want to find out some more information, check out my Facebook page at The Shift with Doug McKenty. Join the conversation on Twitter at McKenty, or check out my webpage for archives at theshiftnow.com. This is the 12th episode of The Shift, and it is being recorded on September 7th, 2017. My guests on the program today are Robert David Steele and Dr. Cynthia McKinney. Robert is an ex-CIA analyst who has worked with the Earth Intelligence Network teaching holistic analytics, true cost economics, and promoting open source everything engineering. Dr. McKinney was a six-term member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Georgia before running for president on the Green Party ticket in 2008. Robert and Cynthia have come together in a partnership that goes beyond the left-right paradigm, leading the movement known as Hashtag Unrigged. They are currently involved in a nationwide tour with the goal of uniting the left and right and unifying all races, colors, and creeds in order to end the epidemic of corporate corruption that grips the political landscape in the United States today. This will allow a system of functional democracy utilizing evidence-based governance to once again become the law of the land. I want to welcome Robert David Steele and Dr. Cynthia McKinney to the program, and thank you all for helping to make the shift. Good morning. Oh, great program. Thanks. How are you all doing? You're literally stopped on the side of the road on your tour promoting hashtag unrig. This is great. You're in Colorado? Yes, we pulled over into a Love's parking lot because if you're on the side of the road, 18 wheelers are going back and we literally rock like a sailboat. For sure. <laughs> and we can't do interviews while we're in it because it's like being inside of a jet airplane or being inside of a ship in a storm. I mean, RVs are not fun, uh, yeah. at least when they're moving. <laughs> well, I definitely well, appreciate I'm it. A lot of fun, yes, okay? I, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. And I'm learning. Let me tell you something. There's no greater experience in life to test a man than to be in a small closed space with Dr. Cynthia McKinney for two weeks. <laughs> if I survive this, I am going to be a very strong person. And I'm also learning a lot from her because, frankly, there's a lot of stuff I have never known about the black community and mm -hmm. their suffering and how they see things. And so this alt-right white guy and all-left black woman, we're actually having the conversation we want all of America to have. Right. That's awesome. I mean, that is so awesome to hear. Um, I've just been so excited about watching this movement blossom. I, you know, I didn't even really realize what was going on. I first talked with you a few months ago, Robert, and I wanted to get in touch with both of you as I started doing this program because... I wanted to get a point of view from the right and a point of view from the left, because as you know, I think the idea of making this shift, the reason why I'm making this program is to try to help get us all together to stop the corruption that I think anyone can see is the problem. It's we've got to stop arguing. And um, and then I started looking into you and found out like that you both had had the same ideas separately and we're starting to work together on this. So it's great to now like come full circle and be able to talk to both of you and start to see this movement come to some kind of fruition because it's so important. I mean, I can't help but believe that there's this has got to be the beginning of something that can be a really mass movement. So why don't you just discuss, you know, how it's been going so far? And, uh, well, why don't, you know, just start with how you, the two of you got together and how the idea got started and then just, you know, how the tour is going so far. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll do a very short beginning and then Cynthia will expand on her larger vision and our strategy for the next six months, which has developed, 
have developed as a result of some really good conversations with people, particularly in a superb group in Denver. Mm -hmm. um, when Donald, I, I've done electoral reform since I first briefed Occupy in 20, um, 2011. October 2011, I did a, a six-minute briefing to Occupy and election reform. It was filmed by Philip Small. It was posted to YouTube. It went viral. It was on the front page of Reddit. My kids said, hey, Dad, you're on the front page of Reddit, and I did a Gary Johnson. What's a Reddit? Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so I learned from that. And then I was so excited by that and so disappointed in the outcome of the 2012 election, mm -hmm. which if there were a God, Cynthia would have won as the Green candidate. But what I'm really seeing is the public now is beyond parties. All parties are toxic, not just the Republican and Democratic Party, but the Libertarian and Green parties as well. Not that they're not good people, but they are just a system of intermediaries that are too easy to corrupt. So I did a whole bunch of research and I found every election reform proposal I could get my hands on. And what I found was that everybody was stovepiped. They were doing single issues like ballot access or paper ballots or campaign finance reform. No one had brought it all together. And my gift is connecting dots from other people. Mm -hmm. So I created a 12-point election reform uh, conversation, which I called it an act. Cynthia has pointed out that an act is stuff that Congress does. So really what we're about is we're right. trying to inspire a national conversation that will lead to an act written by the members of Congress, who I hope the constituents will persuade, will not be reelected in 2018 unless they restore integrity to Congress. Long and the short is it, we met in 2009 at a transpartisan conference in Denver that was sponsored by Joseph McCormick. And we didn't really connect in the deep way that we're connecting now, but we, we I think, established mutual respect. Certainly, I uh, grew to really respect the integrity of Dr. McKinney. And that's where the two of us, whether alt-left or alt-right, integrity is the fundamental core value that we have and a wish to make America great again and America, restore America the beautiful and people, not parties. These are the areas where we intersect. So when Donald Trump said the system is rigged, I swear to God, God sent the lightning bolt into my head and he said, hashtag unrigged. Mm -hmm. But we've just trademarked hashtag unrigged because there's some very nice. evil, unethical people that are trying to steal our ideas and pretend that they've had these ideas. Well, we're originals and uh, we've documented this. We now have all the legal protection that we need to. No one's going to be able to steal this idea. Um, and it's an educational idea. It's a nonprofit educational idea. So when I finally got this hashtag on rig idea in my head, I wrote a manifesto for what would a process look like. And I have to say my process, my idea was only 20% of what needs to be done. And when I stop talking, Dr. McKinney will give you the other 80%. I envisioned a movement in August where all citizens confronted their members and said, essentially, if you don't pass the election reform act, we're going to strangle you and never reelect you. Uh, what I'm yeah. starting to realize is this is really the beginning of at least a six-month to two-year process. And what I've done is valuable. I think also what we've done is stopped hashtag resist summer of violence. Hashtag unrig summer of peace as a meme has had a very positive effect on America, and we're grateful for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so now I'm in the process of more or less turning it over and I will leave it to Cynthia to explain her vision, which is essentially a longer term grassroots movement 
which I completely embrace and support. So at this point, we're in a pivot here, and she will explain where we're going for the next six months with the blessings of the donors that have overcome the egregious attacks on us by the meetup CEO who canceled our $77,300 program because we're a threat to the Zionists and to APAC and to the two-party tyranny. Uh, The attack against me personally, the slanderous, libelous attack, about which I will say nothing other than to point people to the federal lawsuit that has been filed. It's the top item on my blog. Mm -hmm. Cynthia and I are indestructible because we are pure of heart. And with that, let me introduce the person who is, if anything, purer of heart than I am. (laughs) Well, um, I guess my journey in uh, this endeavor began several years ago when I became a student of the COINTELPRO papers and the COINTELPRO era. Mm -hmm. And it is clearly written by the FBI and the other agencies of government that one thing that they wanted in order to be able to prevail politically was to make sure that there was division within the population. And the major division at that time, of course, you know, we're talking about the 1960s was the black-white divide. And what they wanted to do was to make sure that blacks were divided from whites and that blacks were divided within the black community. And they spelled all of this out. And then they carried out an agenda to actually accomplish their goal. And then in one day I was speaking to my dear friend who is no longer with us, Mike Rupert, and we were talking about it, and we said, you know, if they don't want us to be together, then let's not allow them one night's sleep. Let's give them nightmares from being together so much. And then nice. that, yeah, <laughs> it's <such> a <laughs> yeah. nightmare. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare, and it's a nightmare for the deep state. Yeah, so right on. Finally, um, what I would say is that. I've reached out to Christian Identity. I've reached out to Militia. I had to reach out wow. to Ku Klux Klan members because mm-hmm. I'm from Georgia. I represented rural Georgia. Wow. So, uh, you know, these these people deserve representation, too. And, and I just happen to have been one who represented them. So here, here we come now trying to sort of popularize and nationalize the concept and the idea. Mm -hmm. Now, the idea really is based on behavioral sciences, action research. um, How does one lead and manage change on the individual level, the group level, the team level, and then uh, changing the system as a whole? And what we're interested in doing is applying the behavioral sciences to this second order change project for the U.S. political system. And the way we do that, I think Bobby Kennedy told us best when he said that a million individual acts of justice form tiny ripples that then create a torrent for justice that washes down the mightiest walls of oppression. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we are. And that is the mission in my vision of Hashtag Unrigged. Let me just say that 
what we're finding is that as we're dealing with focus groups and people that we're meeting along the way and the donors who overcame the attack against us, mm -hmm. our effort to raise $250,000 was destroyed by a very calculated attack that I believe was led by forces that are not friendly to America and do not want to see this nightmare of unity uh, come forward. I mean, our catchword is people, not parties, and authentic, inclusive, truthful. But what we're learning now is that we need to revise our strategy because we've been driving too long a distance, too many hours for too few groups. So mm -hmm. led by, by Cynthia's vision, what we've agreed to do now is we're going to spend the next three months doing two things, recruiting power cell leaders and training power cell leaders in all 50 states and all 435 congressional districts and fundraising. Uh, we have been told that we should have no trouble raising a million dollars, and that's all we need. I would like to point out that I have raised, with Cynthia's help, primarily her association with me, which has been steadfast in the face of very strong efforts to try and slander and defame me so that she would reject me. It hasn't worked. We have raised and spent $100,000, and we have brought George Sotos, with the help of Donald Trump and a few other things that are happening in the background, we have brought George Sotos and his $200 million to a standstill. He was going to have riots on the 1 May. He was going to have riots on 2 July. Now mm -hmm. he's planning riots in November. What's happening here is America is listening. And America is starting to see that there is a unity and integrity alternative to the sedition and treason and violence and lies and stovepiping and divide and conquer, the gender wars, the color wars, all of this mm -hmm. stuff is a false narrative. And so I honestly believe that as an alt-right white guy who's also Latino, my mother was born in Colombia. I have roots going back to the 17th century in Spain. I speak fluent Spanish. Our, our, our dream is to have Univision interview both of us on the same day that we're interviewed by Fox. Right, uh, nice. <laughs> John Hannity is one of my favorites. As well as, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But bottom line here is that I have started something, but it would not have crystallized if Cynthia McKinney had not trusted me enough to join with me. And now there's a leadership transition changing. And her vision is the one that's coming forward, building on my identification of what the start of a conversation might look like. So does what I'd like to do is send you a document that spells out very clearly the action research, the um, change leadership that we're proposing by creating power cells. We would like have ideally 435 35. power cells, one right. for each house district. But if we can't get 435, then we'll settle for 50. But however sure. we end up doing it, we will have these power cells that will transform the individuals who are in them because they will mirror the political ideology that exists within the United States. So we will have far left, far right, center, and everything in between represented in the power cell. And from there, identification of problems, identification of solutions, mm -hmm. and then putting together an actual working plan, an action plan to get some things accomplished. Let me make two quick points because I, I really support this vision. But one of the things that we're talking about now is regional power cell uh, leader conferences 
in which the power cell leaders self-organized by state as well as by region and regional issues like ecology and so forth. The other thing that we're starting to define are our relative roles. Dr. Cynthia McKinney is the people person. She has this thing where she's really nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> people, okay? What are you going to do? <laughs> who really doesn't give a crap about your feelings. I want to get in touch with the truth. And so one yeah. of the things that came out in our focus group in Denver last night was that people are desperate for the truth. They really cannot rely on the mainstream media or the social media. Right. Hashtag Google Gestapo, a term I coined. I mean, Eric Schmidt should be under racketeering conspiracy investigation. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with Steve Bannon who says that Google and all of these people uh, should be public utilities. The CEO of Meetup destroyed our movement with his discriminatory, unjustified, illegal action to close us down, even though we were paying $7,300 for a professional network. And I just right. want to emphasize that the CEO of Meetup is providing over $195,000 in illegal, undeclared income contributions to the Democratic National Committee in that he waived all of the fees for 1,087 hashtag resist summer of violence meetups. Wow. This man is supporting a nationwide scope. Okay. So enough on the meetup CEO. I, I believe that the American public is going to realize that meetup, Google, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube are all part of a censorship system that we should not be supporting. Right. just had a phenomenal six-hour meeting with John McAfee, uh, who is a genius, and I admire him very much. And I was in London speaking with some of Julian Assange's people. And the bottom line is what's happening now is there's a blockchain world brain that's emerging. It will combine three things. And this is kind of the concluding point of what I wanted to do to support uh, this larger vision. It will combine three things. It will combine a people's virtual currency that will fund democracy movements. It will provide a citizen's e-democracy or electronic democracy forum that cannot be censored. Right now, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Meetup, uh, and YouTube are all censoring everybody right of center. And I'm more of a centrist than I am a you know alt-right guy, but right now where we fit is as the alt-right guy and the alt-left lady. I think Dr. McKinney is a fact-based, evidence-based uh, former congressman and, and, and loyal citizen. So we need an alternative. And then the third thing, which is where my role might expand while hers expands on the strategic level, is we need a truth teller channel. We need the ability for every citizen to get to the truth in terms of holistic analytics, true mm -hmm. cost economics, and open source everything engineering economics. These are the three things that I was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize for. I have determined, with help from Marcin Jakubowski and others, that most of the things that we build in America are 50% waste and that what we're paying for something is 90% profit for Wall Street. So I believe we're going to move in a new direction now as people realize that they can boycott the failed Western paradigm and begin doing local stuff in a, in a much bigger way. So let me stop there and just say that I envision my role as that of the intelligence officer for the public a public intelligence officer. And I see Cynthia McKinney's role as the trainer and mother hen 
for these power cells. Mm -hmm. And I will support whatever she decides to do in that direction. So let's talk about a little bit more about the the organization and the goal of the organization. Um, I, I had this thought just yesterday. I'm realizing that the 2018 election is actually right around the corner. I mean, if people are thinking about running for, for the House in this election cycle, they need to be working on it right now. So if uh, if they want to run for the House of Representatives and they're thinking about joining the, the hashtag Unring movement, then what do you recommend? Do you recommend running on an independent ticket? Um or, or avoiding the party. I mean, are you, are you thinking about you know trying to trying to organize in that way? Is there? I mean, how do you run if you're if you're not participating in any party at all? Or does the independent party perhaps work as a surrogate for that? Cynthia, what are your thoughts? Well, that's a, a, well, um, I, I haven't really traversed that bridge, but I would say that we should leave candidacies up to the candidate. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the ultimate objective is for the candidate to win. Therefore, that means that whatever the context is of the candidacy has to be taken into consideration. And we can't say, OK, well, we're not going to do this and we're not going right. to do that because everything is contextual. Let me let me add two comments to that. One of the reasons that I was pushing so hard to get election reform discussed across this country in August when the members were home and could not hide from their constituents was because I believe that Donald Trump should lead hashtag on rig. Now, there are some strong stories going around that he is not only being bribed and blackmailed, but he's being drugged. I like Roger Stone very much. Mm -hmm. And Roger Stone has said this on the air in public. He said, Donald Trump does not sound like the Donald Trump that Roger Stone knows. I don't know how you mount a rescue mission for our president, but my focus was on the fact that the best people with integrity will not win in 2018 without an election reform act. And so that's why I was focusing so heavily on that. Now, having said that, having said that, I believe that if Donald Trump will sponsor this legislation in September, it will change his presidency in the most positive, constructive way possible. So we're doing what we can to get... Well, also, you need an informed citizenry. Yes. Mm -hmm. Informed as well as engaged. And so even without the election reform, as envisioned by Robert, if we are successful in alerting the general public and the actively engaged public to the existence of fake news, fake narratives... Deep state... and whatever the tricks of the deep state might be, then we will have done yeoman's work in terms of allowing people to have the liberty to then act on behalf of themselves and in their best interest. Absolutely. But but let me, yes, I agree. Let me come back here. Now, Tulsi Gabbard is online, is is on record as saying that Al-Qaeda did 9-11. That is a stupid comment. It's a stupid, uninformed comment. Mm -hmm. Tulsi Gabbard, essentially shot herself in the head and become a poster child for a captured, controlled member of the two-party tyranny, which is too bad because she and Paul Rand were for a time my best hope for having this legislation introduced. Right. Now, let me say, let me say that I don't think, yes, I ran Paul. Yes, I don't, (laughs) I don't think, and I've also tried with Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich, but they're not risking their, their relationships with the two-party tyranny. Hmm. Uh, and I have to respect that. But the bottom line is we are the only two people out here that are talking about an alternative to the two-party tyranny that is practical and actionable and implementable. 
But constituents are the only ones who can go to the members this month in September and say, look, if you co-sponsor, if you even draft the language and then co-sponsor the Election Reform Act, we will vote for you in 2018. If you don't, then we're going to create these power cells and we're going well, we're going to create the power cells. No, no, no. I know that. But the citizens. And the power cell is not a threat to the representative. The power cell is the empowerment of the representative to free the representative to actually represent his or her constituents rather than the deep state. Right. Let me say that I don't think an independent can win in 2018 without either a massive economic collapse or the election reform act. Now let's move to 2018. I personally, I'm a libertarian now, although I hate the libertarian leadership. I, I think they're, they're, they don't really want to win. Anybody who puts up two old white guys as their candidates <laughs> is not serious about winning a national election. And I told them that, and I tried to get them to co-conspire with the Green Party and run a candidacy in which everyone said, whichever of the two parties wins the presidency, the other one will have the vice presidency. Mm -hmm. Now, had they done that and also announced a coalition cabinet and a balanced budget in advance of the election and challenged Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to do the same, which they would not have, they might have won. So let's say that 2018 turns out to be a disaster. That means that 2020 is going to become the election in which yes. some odd couple might be able to put forward the proposition <laughs> the time has come for America to bury the two-party tyranny. Mm -hmm. I'd rather not get there. I really want to stress as an alt-right white guy who's also Latino, I would rather have our legitimately elected president, our accidentally elected, legitimately elected president, be the leader of hashtag unrig, push forward this act, get himself an honest Congress, which can include the existing members. Well, that's Robert's vision. Right. I don't want to hand over something <laughs> that we're about to build mm -hmm. to someone else who will destroy it. We mm -hmm. have seen candidate Trump become a completely different person as President Trump. I, unfortunately, it yeah. happens all too often, and we're seeing it again. So, yeah, I, I hear you, Cynthia. Go ahead. Well, and I'll tell you the bottom line. I've told Cynthia, because she's, she's the person who is really beloved across the country. I'm just the annoying asshole that is uh, <laughs> blowing, blowing the uh, deep state up, which is a fine role for me. I'm happy to be that. Uh, I have told her that if we can raise a million dollars, I'll do whatever she tells me to do. And so we have a partnership here. I think any man would say that. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it weren't you and if it weren't hashtag on rig, my price would be five million. But, uh, but I think we've got something going here. And, and the respect that we have for one another and the agility with which we're adjusting to one another is what we want every community to achieve on their own. The important thing, Doug, is that when we come together in the power cells and we're all gonna be from different walks of life, different uh, parts of the ideological spectrum, but the important thing is that I bring my whole self and you bring your whole self. Right. And our whole selves are accepted at that common table. Yeah, that's so important. Yes. Doug, let me just say what we're finding is that and Cynthia has some great examples, but what we're finding is that when Ku Klux Klan members meet black people in this kind of context, mm -hmm. they grow and they learn, their fear goes down, their misperceptions go down, and this also happens with black people. Most, I, I will tell you outright, Charleston was a false flag. Yeah, I've run false flag for the CIA. 
Charleston was paid actors on both sides who rode the same bus to the event and then enacted this little charade uh, in order to divide and conquer and perpetuate mm -hmm. this false narrative. Um, so what we really need to do is bring people together, and, and others have had this idea, Joan Blades with Living Room Conversation, but she refuses to engage or appears to refuse to engage with Trumpers. Well, I'll tell you what, Trumpers and Sandernistas are the two ends of the spectrum that have to come together with Latinos to create critical mass for this conversation. I, I, you know, I, I, I really don't think it's appropriate to criticize people who are not with us. Okay. We welcome those who are, and there are a lot of people across the country who yeah. are with us. Well, I've already That's seen it. I've already seen it happening to the two of you where you're getting attacked. I think just because people, you know, people are so used to fighting each other that this divide and conquer technique that you've pointed out is so it effective works. because everybody loves to choose a team black or white or Republican or Democrat or whatever it is. And then they're on their team and then they love to hate the bad guy. And it's just, it's a part of human nature that I think that the elite has been able to seriously take advantage of. And so all the rest of us who are all being, you know, t to varying degrees, but pretty much all equally being oppressed by the same small, very small group of people, you know, the obvious thing is to come together and to, to, to fight against these people. Uh, and yet it is so challenging. And so um, with, with our last couple of minutes, can you talk about some of the challenges that you've seen? Let me just say two things, Doug, and then you can ask you this last question. Number one, last night at the forum group, it was agreed that the only thing that can defeat this divide and conquer strategy is if we all self-identify as part of the 99%. It's the 99% against the 1%. And we are huge on truth and reconciliation. We want the 1% to have a truth and reconciliation exit strategy. Hashtag unrig summer of peace, now fall of peace, is about a nonviolent, ethical, legal transformation that restores integrity to the, uh, to the U.S. government. So with that, let's go to your last question. And I'm really, really pleased with how you've managed this. Thank you. Oh, thank and thank the two of you for the work that you're doing. I just, you know, watching the last couple of election cycles, where Ron Paul got so much support and then Bernie Sanders got so much support and you can just see that the left and the right are looking for this alternative. It just makes so much sense, this work that you're doing to try to get those two groups together, stop fighting each other and and just, you know, because then the numbers, you know, they got the guns, but we got the numbers, right? I mean, it's like, it was, well, actually, it's overwhelming. We, we will win. Let me yeah. just point that out. <laughs> we have the guns. We also have the farmers the carpenters, and the electricians. Mm -hmm, right. I absolutely guarantee you there is a movement across America that is preparing for the government to put urban cities in gridlock. This movement will feed the people, protect the people, communicate with the people, and rebuild their homes if they need to. All right. So I just, you know, in conclusion here, I wanted to get a sense of the kind of pushback that you've you've really been been starting to feel by, I, I, you know, by the people that are just in such the habit of this, of fighting. I mean, Cynthia, I've heard people call you anti-Semitic because of your stance on Israel. And Robert, of course, you're dealing with this fraud lawsuit. It's like this stuff is, these are people that all should be on our side with this. And yet they're looking for reasons to be, because I think maybe they're, they're so uncomfortable or they're looking for that fight or they want, you know, 
that they, they don't trust you guys because they can't, you're too different. There's no way you can actually work together. You're too different. So we don't trust, you must be an op, you know? And, and, I mean, but we are the that. role model for what needs to happen mm-hmm. across the United States. And so as long, these, this divide and rule tactic that has been successful across the U.S. polity has also been exercised between the two of us, an attempt to divide us. And if that attempt succeeds, then of course, those who orchestrate divide and rule will continue to rule. Our point is that divide and rule allows the 1% to rule to the detriment of the 99%. It's time for us to put the deep state back where they belong, out of business, and let the people lead this country. Now, and let me give you some specifics. I mean, Cynthia has had very specific experience with APAC, which is an agent of a foreign power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I really want to make the point as an intelligence professional. Okay. I'm also the top Amazon reviewer for nonfiction, over 2,500 reviews in 98 different categories. I've been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, I think, a lot. The Zionists have used anti-Semitism as a myth, and they used the Holocaust as a myth. Mm-hmm. There was a Holocaust. Millions of people died, mostly from Allied bombing, typhus, and starvation. Okay, Gassing was not how they died. And in fact, Hitler offered freedom to all Jews in Germany for $3 million, and the Zionists in Switzerland refused to pay that ransom. They said, and this is all a matter of public record, They said, no, we want Jews to die so that we can have the Israeli state in Palestine. And by the way, the Jews are not Semitic. They're Khazarians from Eastern Europe. Uh, The Arabs are Semitic. And then the the Holocaust myth was built up to try and repress and intimidate and so forth. And at the same time, this anti-Semitism was used as a censorship tool. Okay, every American has an obligation to be respectful and loving and appreciative of the nine million loyal Jews that we have. The power of Zion in the United States is not based on nine million Jewish voters. They're trivial compared to 150 to 200 million voters. The power of Israel in the United States is based on blackmail and bribery and intimidation and propaganda and lies. Okay, Every American has an obligation to oppose Zionism and Zionist control of the U.S. Congress. Jeffrey Epstein, The Mossad agent who has filmed Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and many others. Well, you don't know what. Yeah, no, actually, this is a matter of this is a matter of record. Okay, but let me. All right, let me finish. (laughs) Okay, Jeffrey Epstein has been running Lolita Island and two no-name hotels in New York and Washington Mm -hmm. to entrap people in uh, improper relations with children. And let me explain that many congressmen are not pedophiles but they are entrapped. They are gotten drunk. They go into a hotel room that's wired for sound and video, and they're with a legal age blonde. And in the middle of the night, they carry this guy past the the stage of of stupor, and they switch out the legal age blonde for a 12-year-old kid. And they get this guy having rabbit sex with a 12-year-old kid, and he's out of his mind. Now they own him. This stuff has happened to too many people. And the American people have been oblivious to the manner in which our Congress has been intimidated. So I have been attacked by, and I will not say any more on this other than to say, if anyone wants to read the specifics of the federal lawsuit that I have filed, 
they will find it at the top of phibetaiota.net. I believe this lawsuit, when it goes to a jury trial and there is discovery of bank records and phone records and all of this, I believe it will paint a picture for America that will be decisive in eliminating the influence of Zionism. So I praise God that I have been a target of these people because unlike Congresswoman McKinthy, who has been a target of these people, I'm not a nice guy. She's a nice lady. I'm going to take this to the very end. Well, fair enough. And Dr. McKinney, do you have any closing statements? What maybe, you know, what can people really do as activists to get started on this uh, right now on the ground uh, and then contact information? Yes, people can contact me personally at allthingscynthiamckinney.com. And there's a contact form that goes directly to me. If you're interested in becoming a leader of a power cell, please indicate that in your communication to me. Or you can go to contact at unrig.net and indicate there that you'd like to be a, a leader of a power cell. That is our call right now. And we appreciate you, Doug, for giving us this opportunity to make the appeal to the public that, yes, if you're interested in becoming a part of the solution, if you're interested in joining with other like-minded individuals who want to fight the deep state and defeat the deep state, join with us at hashtag unrig and become a leader of a power cell. Ta-da. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. And Cynthia, please go ahead and send me that information. I've done some political yes. organizing here. I know that you guys um, have gotten endorsements from Ellen Brown from the Public Banking Institute. I, I've done a lot of interviews with her and actually pushed to try to get a, a public bank for our county, Mendocino County here in Northern California. Um, so I've done some political organizing in the area and I'd love to help you guys out. So go ahead and send me that information too. We'll see what we can do in this part of the country. And where are you headed to now? Are you going to more public meetings just so people can know? We had to, we had to curtail our trip to Portland. Our, our major donor in Portland actually called us and said, you need to turn back. Mm -hmm. There are major fires now all up and down our route in Portland. The main right. road is closed for a hundred miles around. Montana now has major fires. There's some very evil stuff going on here. These fires, in my view, are not natural. Mm. Bottom line here is we've done enough right now to devise a strategy that has been conceptualized by Cynthia. We're going to spend the next three months building a power cell leadership base, running power cell training and doing fundraising. And then in January, February, March, April, May, June and July, we will start touring in what I hope will be a bigger, better bus with less noise and more stability, because right. I'm finding my computer is jumping as I'm trying to <laughs> the driver's going down the road at 70 miles an hour. But our bottom line is we're going to take this congressional district by congressional district beginning in January. But right now, for the rest of this tour, we're going to be doing media interviews and power cell recruiting and training. All right. So I'll send you, Doug, the, the document, which I'd like you to include in your show notes. Okay, for sure. Yep. And I'll do everything that I can to help this out. I really believe that this uh, this movement can gain some legs, and I hope that it does, because the corruption is becoming so obvious. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to open their eyes to the fake news from the corporate media and looking for something else. And I think that this has a lot of potential. So um, I'm ready to help you guys out any way that I can. We'll we'll get this uh, interview up, and um, 
I'll keep coming back. I'm trying to build a little bit of a network here at the shift. I'm interviewing Catherine Austin Fitz, I think next week or the week after I know. And uh, she's such a great lady. I I can't wait for that conversation. I've been reading your interview in the Solari report. Um, And so, uh, you know, I'm just kind of trying to build a network, an information network here at the shift. And I'll definitely have you guys back periodically to get updates and see how things are going and uh, send me that information. We'll see if we can't do some organizing here in my part of the country as well. So thank you so much for the work you're doing. I love your shirts, by the way. It says it all. And, Please uh, note they're polo shirts. They're not the cheap T-shirts that nice. George Saunders gives out. Yeah. <laughs> this is a class act. By the way, we don't sell anything. We don't sell anything. Mm-hmm. Every citizen can go to anyone that does embroidery and say, I want a polo shirt with uh, hashtag unrig three inches wide. That's all you have to do. $12 and you're done. And we don't get the money. You get the shirt. Right. But please, no T-shirts. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Okay. Thanks again, you two. I really appreciate the conversation. We'll let you get back on the road and we'll keep in touch. All right, okay. sir. God bless you. God bless America. Bye-bye. You too. Take care. Thanks again. <laughs>